around the theme of inclusion and disability. So that is specifically looking at how do we become more accessible and inclusive in our volunteer mobilization activities. How do we enable people with disabilities or special needs to also serve as volunteers with the UN system. Hi and welcome to the podcast Making an Impact. This is the podcast where all aspects of working in the global impact sector are discussed. My name is Helen Rask and I will be the host in this podcast. In this episode, we will meet Nils Lohmann, who is the team lead capacity development at UNV in Bonn. Nils will let us know what the role of UNV is and how they ensure that persons with disabilities are included in recruitment processes. So, let's get started. Today I'm very happy and honored to have Nils Luhmann, who is the team lead capacity development at UN Volunteers in Bonn. Nils, welcome to the podcast, Making an Impact. Thank you very much, Helen. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. First, I'm, of course, very curious to learn more about what is UN Volunteers. Well, UN Volunteers, UNV, is uh, uh, one of the agencies in the UN system. We are administered by UNDP. Um, what our role consists of is, is basically two things. One is the promotion of volunteerism as a contribution to peace and development. And the other part is the mobilization of people from across the world to serve as United Nations volunteers with agencies across the UN system. So in concrete terms, that means that we um, recruit around and mobilize around 7,000 volunteers every year, every year that then uh, go out and serve with UN agencies as diverse as uh, WHO, the UNHCR, um, UNESCO, the International Organization for Migration and so forth in uh, around 130 countries every year. And your headquarters is in Bonn. You only have the office in Bonn. Is that correct? That's not correct. Um, we, we, we have a, a headquarter in Bonn, yes. And, and then we have a small regional offices in, in five regions. And, and then in, in a few countries, we have a, a field presence as well, uh, but not a full-blown country office. So that can be one or two people that work with the host agencies locally and the volunteers. And you are at the team lead capacity development. Who, what's, what's your responsibilities? Yeah, so this is, this is a very interesting part of, of what UNV does um, because it, it looks both at the, uh, the organization and, and our volunteers. With regard to UNV, it's, it's a, a bit of a people development, organization development role, um, helping the organization uh, develop its staff, the expertise, um, and, and deliver our, our mandate in that regard. So it's an HR function. With regard to the volunteers, the people that we deploy to serve with the agencies, um, we attribute a lot of value in uh, enabling 
people to have a, a positive volunteer experience, an experience that is also enriching professionally. So when we say capacity development, it is basically supporting the volunteers uh, during the onboarding in their assignments, um, enabling them to have professional development opportunities throughout their assignments. That can be assignments that go from one year up to four years. So it's quite long. And, uh, and then finally, we also uh, support volunteers during that career transition phase when they end their assignments and look out for other opportunities afterwards. Uh, a third piece that we do, and maybe that connects to what we want to talk about today, is um, uh, around the theme of inclusion and disability. So that is specifically looking at how do we become more accessible and inclusive in our volunteer mobilization activities? How do we enable people with disabilities or special needs to also uh, serve as volunteers with the UN system? And what's your own educational background and how has that helped you in your professional life? Oh, my professional background. I'm a, I'm a psychologist from my university background. Um, and that is, of course, something that, that I would always draw on. But the longer it stays back, it's really the, the uh, work experience that, is, that was what, what helps in your professional life, right? And... Uh, and of course, yeah, coming from a psychology, occupational psychology, social psychology background, that, that's always useful in terms of the uh, work in human resources, working with people, working to develop people and organizations. And uh, you, when did you start with UNV? Uh, well, I started several times with UNV. Right? My, <laughs> my first time was in uh, 2004. And... Uh, and then I started with the UNV here in Bonn another time, which was in 2005. And then I went on to work with other UN agencies and I came back to UNV just uh, two and a half years ago in 2016. But as a psychologist, you're focused on human resources, uh, basically. Yeah, that's that's the area I've been working in. And and human resources, of course, is, is a, a broad field as well. So there's been there's been a bit of everything over the years, from recruitments to benefits entitlements to policies to um, people development. The topic of inclusion and disability is is one that's been uh, new new in a way for the last few years. What is UNV's program about uh, that specifically that specifically targets persons with disabilities? Well, basically, that's uh, as as I as I mentioned before, it's um, it's something where we we consciously, as an organization, um, want to become more inclusive and and make sure that we provide opportunities to persons with disability, uh, which for us means looking at the 7,000 volunteers that we mobilize every year to have opportunities to remove barriers that, that we may have in there um, for persons with disabilities. And we have, I always describe it as, as two tracks right now. One, one is that we launched as jointly with the uh, UN Development Program, UNDP, a talent program for young professionals with disabilities. Uh, through which we recruit and provide 
professional opportunities for young persons with disabilities to serve with the UN system in the field or headquarters for a period of one year. And the perspective is really there, uh, a bit of a, a, a talent development career perspective. Um, maybe we can talk a bit more about it later. The the other track that we're looking at here with, with my team and with UNV is to look at our regular volunteer mobilization, volunteer recruitment um, practices and processes, and to see to which extent are the different steps in the process inclusive. So starting with our talent outreach, um, do we do we in the first place manage to to uh, attract candidates with disabilities to to the assignments that we are recruiting for? Is the recruitment software we use um, accessible for uh, people with visual impairments? Is it screen reader friendly? Um, are the documents we use um, accessible? But then down to other questions, once people are deployed, uh, how are special needs being accommodated if somebody needs to have an adjustment to the office environment? How does that work? And that's complex from for us because we are not uh, managing the volunteers once they are deployed right they are end up working with the with the different UN agencies um, be it UNICEF or WHO or, or UNDP and uh, and across all sorts of different offices and countries and types of works and and so right now we, we don't have a standard process to to support for example, special needs if they come up. With regard to my own area of work, the um, trainings that we offer, be it online or on-site, um, we, we started looking at are the activities we do inclusive if we have a, what we had recently, a person with a wheelchair participating or a blind person participating in, the, in, in group activities and do we need to make adjustments there? So basically we can, we can look at everything we do there in our volunteer recruitment management processes and, and ask the question, are we having any barriers there if we have candidates with certain special needs? So basically that's these two tracks, a, a targeted talent program for one-year assignments for young professionals with disabilities and then the general volunteer recruitment efforts and uh, looking at the inclusiveness there. And how do you reach your candidates for this program? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, we, we're trying out a lot of things there, similar as for, as for our regular recruitment as well, right? The, the targeted talent outreach is becoming more and more important to attract people with the right caliber, with the right experiences and skills. And and the same goes for uh, uh, persons with disabilities. In principle, we don't single them out. However, now with our talent program that I, that I mentioned, we, we're really looking for candidates with disabilities. And some of the things we've been doing is, is for example, uh, get in touch with the uh, uh, global disability organization, disabled people's organizations, um, and do the same also at the country level. So if we have, a, for example, we had an assignment in, in Vietnam, in Guinea-Bissau, in Dominican Republic, specifically under our talent program. So then to work with, in this case, was the UNDP country office, as well as our local UNV person, 
and to see what is the uh, network of disability organizations locally and share the vacancy announcements with them so that uh, they can then help us in attracting the right type of candidates. Um, I, I recall the UNDP colleagues in Dominican Republic, for example, they actually organized a, a bit of a, an outreach workshop where then uh, candidates who were interested in the program and in applying could meet with the, the UNDP team and, and ask questions, hear about the program, hear about the assignments, and, and that actually led to, to some, some of them applying for, the, um, for that vacancy. Other things is, is of course, yeah, social media and, and putting up the, the announcements on our websites. But basically that is uh, an additional targeted effort that we, we see is necessary. We had assignments where we basically literally had three people applying, um, which, is, which is very little and, and tells us that there is really the need to do more. Um, whereas we had uh, uh, another assignment where we had over 100 applicants. So it, it also depends on, on the specific assignment. What was the specific difference between those two? One, one difference, of course, is that we're looking um, for one, one group of assignments, are national assignments. So that is for nationals from the country where the assignment is located. Going back to Dominican Republic, it would have been uh, open for nationals from the country. Then there is international assignments, which are open to people from all nationalities. And, and we had specifically, for example, a, an assignment in New York, which of course is, is, more, is more visible and, 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 and then open to a larger audience. That's where we had over, over 100 applicants. But that, that depends. And, and then in terms of the, the content of the assignment, of course, we, we have quite a broad range. Um, we had an assignment focusing on, on uh, uh, data and results-based management, for example, which, which was fairly specific um, and, and might draw a lesser number of, of candidates, especially then if we um, limit it to, to persons with disabilities or special needs. Um, so more, more specific than an assignment that is for a project officer or a program support person. Right, which is, is more broader in terms of the, the role and a larger number of people might feel attracted to, to apply or eligible to apply. And uh, who can apply to the, to the program in, on general terms? Mm. In, in general terms, basically, we, um, again, I, not, not only to talk about the, the talent program, so let me touch base on both the, the regular volunteer opportunities with, with UNV, but also the, the talent program which is the more, more targeted um, part. For, for that one, we are basically looking for young professionals that already have some work experience, um, that have finished at least a uh, first-level university degree, bachelor, ideally a master's degree, and that are motivated to pursue a career in the development sector. And in terms of age, we're, we're targeting the uh, age range of 25 to 35 years of age. And uh, in terms of language requirements, we say that fluency in English is, is one requirement. Now, what I would say here also is that looking at the, 
the group now specifically of persons with disabilities, we, we also make a point that we are not, uh, try not to be too categorical about these requirements, but really uh, take into account the um, individual context. Whether somebody now is 35 years old or 36 or 34, there, there might be good reasons why somebody finished a degree later and therefore is a year older. So we're, we're not there to exclude based on, on, on these rigid criteria. Likewise, for, for previous job experience, we're more coming at it from the perspective of the talent program that we want people who are young professionals who have career ambitions in the UN or development sector want to make a difference uh, rather than saying you must absolutely have 12 months of relevant experience. And how does the recruitment process uh, look? When, when will your next recruitment process start, for instance? Our, our initial aim was that we have a, a, a certain number of vacancies that we advertise all in one go at specific moments in the year. Um, in reality, it looks more like we are advertising um, vacancies on an ongoing basis. We were likely to advertise a few as soon as soon as next week, actually. But uh, that is that is something where we would encourage people to to proactively also monitor the uh, the UNV website, the, the so social media, and and so forth to not to miss out on any assignments, but also to um, from from our side we are then pushing out news or info about assignments that are coming up either at the international level or if it's a country-specific assignment, then through the network locally at the country level. And what uh, what is your recommendation uh, to persons living with some form of disability who wants to work within the UN system? What shall they do? Ah, what what shall they do? I think the same recommendation as for, for anyone else, um, which would be just just do it if, if, if you're motivated to to make a difference, and I think that's what you can do with the UN, then then just go for it. The, the UN system is so so broad that there will be places um, that given a, a special need or disability where, where things might not be possible, but there are plenty of other places where it doesn't really matter if you if you come with a, a disability or special need. And, and that's really a a barrier that I think we as the UN system are striving to remove. Um, but it's also a barrier that that uh, uh, people themselves need to remove and not be reluctant about not applying for assignments. And and so that, that would be my my one suggestion. Don't don't be hesitant to to try it out. And if it doesn't work this time, it can work next time. For the UNV, that's maybe the one thing I want to say before is is the talent program is is our one track. The other track, the UN volunteer assignments, more generally, this larger number of seven thousand per year. We have a talent pool that uh, candidates can sign up for any time, create their profile, and the bulk of our volunteer assignments we are not advertising them, so we are recruiting directly from the pool, and. The idea there is that in the future, at some point, we won't need a talent program, but we're simply having uh, a large pool of candidates with disabilities in in our database, let's say, 
and and we simply recruit from there. So that would be also my recommendation to sign up on unv.org, create your profile, and and uh, then see if an opportunity arises from there. Thank you so much, Nils, uh, for all these good insights, and thank you so much for participating in the podcast. Thanks as well. Thanks for the opportunity to share some insights here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it useful and interesting to learn more about the work of UMB, particularly about their work with disabilities. If you want more information or to look for a job with UMB, please check out our webpage www.impactpool.org. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.